All right, we are live. The greatest TIB ever in existence, Arnold Palmer. I am joined by Paige Sporanek. Paige Sporanek, people always pronounce your last name wrong. My apologies. We have a points bet ambassador, scratch golfer, host of the Playing Around podcast, social media phenom. Paige, how are you tonight? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here tonight. You know, you have been my white whale for a very long time. Always wanted you on TIB. I've been really looking forward to this day. So I'm so glad it finally came into fruition tonight. Yeah, guys out there, if you're persistent enough, things will happen. <laughs> See, this is this is what I'm talking about. I followed up many times and I said, Paige, look, we'd, we'd love to have you on TIB, okay? It's a, it's a world-famous podcast. You're a world-famous guest, and it worked out perfectly. I thought the Arnold Palmer would be a great um event to have you on for and really my thing about it was that on the tap and birdie podcast we like to have a lot of up-and-comers in the industry i like to give people a chance that maybe don't have a lot of followers or are kind of on the come up and give them a platform to show their brand and i thought there wouldn't be anyone better than you i know that you're trying to make it in this industry trying to get some more followers so i thought it would be the perfect opportunity really I mean, thank you so much for lending such a helping hand to me. It's really what I need. I need more credibility within the betting space. So thank you so much. But actually, I do have a bone to pick with you because I thought I was special, but I'm seeing that you're sliding into other girls' DMs and they're talking about it. And what 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 is that about? Because I, I you like are that. so you I are. So I was your internet girlfriend, and here I am being cheated on. Cheating on? Can we get the odds on that? <laughs> Okay, I people were like, are you going to bring that up? I said, no, I'm not going to bring it up. And then you just bring it up immediately. I am just thrown for a loop right now. <laughs> um, I really don't have much to say there. They were taking dating applications. I just threw my name in the ring. There was really nothing more than that. Um, I mean, really want no part of them at mm. all. I, I really can't believe you brought that up. You are You're truly amazing. That is, I mean, I, I can't believe it that you brought that up but well i think it's important that we have open communication you know as we're i'm not that relationship. Seeing, i'm not <laughs> seeing anybody else I, I think that's like pretty clear um between us so I, I i'm glad you brought that up but you are the only girl for me and you are my internet girlfriend so i just want that to be clear for all the listeners and that there's no there's no messing around so i, I'm I, I definitely think it's clear because you don't know how many times when we interact on Twitter, I get people DMing me and asking me if you're actually my like real life boyfriend. <laughs> how how stupid are people on the internet? I mean, you deal with it every single day, Paige. H how do you deal with the male population? Especially with you, they are just weird, perverted, and just say the craziest shit, and you deal with it all day long. I mean, how do you deal with that? It must be horrible. I'm so desensitized to it now, so I don't know if that's good or bad, uh, but people will look at my comments. They're like, yeah, how do you deal with this? And I'm like, oh, but they're being funny. Like, it's kind. Like, I actually kind of buy into it now. I love when it's like kind of like the creepier, the better, because it's hilarious. And I think people follow me because they like to read the comments. And I like when people are creative about it. The only thing is no dick pics. Just don't send dick pics. But besides that, honestly, anything is, you know, go for it. I, I yeah. really don't care at all. But it is frustrating. I will say the one thing that does get to me is when they talk about my picks. Because I put time into my picks. And golf is a hard sport to pick for. And 
they're like, oh, you didn't pick six first time winners in a row. Like, what are you doing? How could you not know this? And I'm like, it's hard. It is hard making golf picks. Okay. I'm trying my best right now. It is hard. I will give it to you. Me, on the other hand, it's very easy for me. I picked three outright winners in six weeks. So we're going to keep that what? going. Where are these? I've been, I've been tailing you and I haven't seen. Wow. Well, I good picks lately. I took your Will Zalatoris top 20 pick and that just blew up in my face. And then I was like, I am never looking at your picks ever again. So where are these good picks? I, okay. I, I am. I'm okay. Lost. I hit Cam Smith at TOC. I hit Tom Hoagie at Pebble and I hit Scotty Scheffler at Way. So I have been cold recently. I will admit that. That is, I will admit I have been cold, but we're turning it around this week, only giving out winners. Absolutely 100% on this podcast. And you will tell, no, okay. Well, Zalatoris, he made a late double. It was very upsetting. Will not happen I know. again. I was watching. Yeah. Wait, we have a trend though, is when you were loyal to me, you were picking winners. And when you were cheating on me, now everything has just been going to shit. So I am think, I lucky? I think I'm lucky. I think that is a trend. Okay. So in, in betting, there's a lot of trends and first time winners and stuff. I think it might be a trend. As soon as I DM some other girls, I start picking losers losers. And honestly, I deserve it. I I will be the first to admit I deserve it, Paige. You got me there. You got me there. <laughs> So you have teamed up with Amanda Rose of Action Network on your podcast, and she she's a great better. She is good. She puts out content. She works with Jason Sobel. They put out good picks. What do you, are you kind of learning from her? Are you guys working with each other to get some good picks going? How is your relationship with Amanda going on your new podcast? Yeah, so I've been friends with Amanda for a while now, and she is so funny, so witty, and she knows her stuff. Like, she will literally sit there at 2 a.m. and watch, like, European tour, and I'm like, what are you doing with your life? Like, she loves golf more than anyone else, and so I'll go back and forth with her. She'll give me all of her insight. She's smart. She knows exactly what she's doing, and she's good at what she does. So, yeah, I'm trying to learn from her, definitely. Great addition to the podcast. Absolute must listen. So, and another thing that PointsBet has partnered with is the PGA Tour. They have a weekly pick'em contest that you are in. And I was looking at it before. You can go in and look at influencers and yours come up. So everything's transparent with your page. Going on, your people are going to know who you picked and why you picked them. So you got some... Uh, you got a high standard to, to take now that everyone could see your picks. Yeah, I kind of messed up the first week because I thought you just make your picks and like that's kind of it. But the cool thing is that you can update your picks. And so you can go in Sunday and get rid of what who you picked as your winner, top 10, top 20, and then try to update it, get better odds. And so you have to constantly always keep checking. And I didn't know that the first week. And so I just like made my picks and I was like, I'll check later. And then I saw people ch like changing it on Sunday, like the last two holes and they were like, you know, moving up in the leaderboard. I'm like, what's this about? And so last week when I was doing it, I kind of got the hang of it a little bit better, but the matchups, the matchups are hard for me. I, I, I've been struggling with the matchups. I did not do that well last week or the week before, but I think this week, this is my week. This is absolutely your week at API. You're hitting the winner, sweeping matchups. Top two. I saw you bet Brooks top 20 last week, that cash. So I don't want to say you're on a heater, but since things seem to be going that way for you right now. The problem is that I like a good underdog story. Yes. And so I just kept picking people where I'm like, I just have hope with them today. And I think they're going to move up. And then it just, you know, didn't really work out. 
So I, I just have to be smarter. You know, when I make my picks, sometimes it's just all about the gut feeling. And I'm like, this is it. I, I like them. I want them to do well. And you can't, sometimes you just can't do that. Can't do yeah, that. I, I think the goal for 2022 for you, you're going to be starting making some mixed condition models. We want you looking at course history. We want you looking at recent form. We want you in those key stats. We, we need you to be making some very detailed models. And then, you know, then using your gut and your intuition and making some great picks. And I, I think it's going to be a big season for you. And I have no doubt about that in my mind. See, but all of that goes straight out the window, though, with all, all of these picks, all of the last, like, winners. I think the average was top, like, 81st in the world. So it's like these guys are coming out of nowhere to win, and it's like you can take your core stats and all this stuff and just shove it right up your ass because it doesn't matter. It literally yes. doesn't matter, and it's like you go off of a gut feeling too, and you're like, this is it. This is the guy I think, and you're like, maybe. Maybe it's going to hit. You know, yeah. he's like 500 to 1, and then you're like, nope, he's going to miss the cut. And it's like, but someone else won who was at the same odds. Like, I don't know. So it's it's hard. it's hard to pick. Yeah, that, like last week, Sepp Straka winning that at 130 to 1, like not great recent form, like not good course history. Those are truly, truly random. It's like I have no clue how anyone picked that. It must have just been a random dart throw. But then there's some weeks where it is kind of obvious, and, you know, hopefully that, that happens this week. So, But it's always obvious when they win, though, right? Like Joaquin, like I was – I didn't think about him, and then when he was playing well, I'm like, oh, duh, of course he was going to win. Yeah. That, that was a, a bet the number situation. He was 70 to one. He was too good. So sometimes the value in the industry and on the odds board, that can just lead you to people and say, this number is wrong. And then sometimes they go out and win. And that's always a great thing. So one thing I wanted to bring up was the hole in one you hit in front of Gary Player. Can you describe that for me? I mean, to hit a hole in one is just an amazing experience and so random. And very hard to do, obviously. But then to do it on camera in front of a major winner at a big event like that, what was that experience like for you? It was crazy. It was probably the coolest I've ever felt in my entire life. Um, but it was it was a cold, like, rainy day. And I think that was my 14th hole of the day. And it was a fun round. Everything was going great. I played with Gary Player a couple times now. And he is just seriously like a ball of energy. And he makes you just feel so good about yourself. And so the day was so much fun. And we set up uh, to the par three. And it was like 147 yards. I hit an eight iron hit it really well but it was a little bit left and so but it looked good and it was just kind of tracking it hit the side of the hill and then rolled in and I just freaked out because that was the first hole in one that I've actually seen go in of mine I've that was my fourth one but all the other ones were like a blind shot or I just couldn't see it and so I never really got to like celebrate the moment and then I like freaked out and I look over and the first person I see is freaking Gary player out of like, like what? That is just incredible. Like a legend in the game. And he like gave me a big hug and everyone in my group. And then I look over and I see that they got it on camera from like all these different angles. So it was really cool to like go back and rewatch it and like have that moment forever. So only f that's it. Only four hole in ones. That seems a little low. I, I mean that I, I think that's a little bit low. I, I'm sure there'll be more hole in ones in your future. So Paige, how you many have you had? Um, I've never broken, I've never broken 80. So I'm not good at golf. Um, really not really that good at golf. Really need to work on my long. So that's a, a long winded way of saying you've had zero hole in one. Yeah. Not even yeah, close. I think like, that's worse than four. 
I, I would say maybe the closest I've ever put it on a par three would maybe be like eight eight feet. I've never had a tap and birdie on a par three. Never have had that. But one day it will come soon. Okay, it yeah. will come yeah. soon. So Paige, you pull up to a par three. What is your ideal yardage and club? I would say I love my nine and my eight iron. So okay. anywhere from 130 to about 150, anywhere between there. I'm like, I feel pretty good about this shot. I like when the pin is on the left side because I play a little bit of a natural draw. Um, don't like when the pin's tucked right. So if I see something, you know, kind of like a downhill green, uh, I can see everything, left pin, I'm like, let's go for it. Like you're getting a tap and birdie. So a little draw, eight iron, your ideal yardage and club. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Next question I have for you in terms of golf. Do you ever go out to a course and like get randomly paired with somebody? Because the people I get randomly paired with are usually like 60 year old Asian men that don't speak English. And I just think it would be one of the most amazing experiences to just be randomly paired up with you, Paige. None of their friends would ever believe them. Does that ever happen to you? Yeah, it used to happen a lot when I was playing professionally on the mini tours and you'd have to go and play practice rounds and and most of the times they only blocked off a couple tee times and so it was really hard to get, you know, on the golf course and so you were always paired with someone else and it was kind of at the beginning of when I was starting all of the social media stuff and so they'd be like I I think I recognize you, maybe. I don't know. Um, but now I usually go late in the afternoon because I'm shooting content. I really yeah. don't want to bother anyone. And honestly, like, I have the worst social anxiety and I get so uncomfortable filming in front of other people that I will go at the most awkward times of the day just so I don't have to deal with someone looking at me or watching me film or being paired with someone and just like making kind of ruining their round by filming. Um, so it hasn't happened often. Um, um, and honestly, I do so many events and, uh, pro-ams and it's kind of fun to just go out and play golf by yourself. You know, I yeah. never really get time to just actually kind of enjoy the game. Cause when I played junior golf and college golf and then professionally, and it was always a grind. And then even now it's kind of a grind with work it just feels like work sometimes and going out at a twilight round of golf by myself walking nine is like the best thing ever. And so I always try to do that, but it happens sometimes, but not as often anymore uh, just because of like my scheduling and just trying to not film in front of other people. So you like a nice afternoon twilight round. Are you a part of the push cart mafia? You like to walk, no riding in carts. I am now. So when I was playing full time as like a junior golfer in college, when you saw someone else using a push cart, you're like, they're a bitch. Like there is yeah. no way that I'm going to let someone using a push cart beat me. And so I had this idea in my head that like using a push cart made you weak. And I talked about them. People were like, you know what? You should reconsider this because using a push cart is great. Like helps your body and your back and you don't feel as tired and you can carry all this beer. And I was like, okay, I'm in. And so I took a push cart and Bag Boy actually sent me one. They're like, here, try it out. And I was like, fine. I am obsessed with my push cart now and I will never carry ever again. I mean, it's like people who carry, they're the bitches. It's like, use that push cart, stroll along the fairway. Like that's the best thing you can do. 
I agree 100%. I love my push cart. I never ride in a cart or carry my bag. It's way too much work. And I think a lot of the experience of golf and what's so great about golf is just it's time in nature. It's time away from your screen. It's time away from indoors. And it's just really nice to have that time by yourself walking in nature. I really enjoy it. And that's why I'm not, I don't like riding in a cart it's not fun for well, me and, and you're like such a considerate guy too because you're obviously like spraying it all over and yeah. if you're with someone in a yeah. cart it's like you have to take these detours oh, all the God. time but it's like when you're just pushing by yourself you could just go on over yeah. in the woods and no one even knows yeah no i, I slice it first tee 50 yards right it's like i'm going by myself and also the people i play with they're not great so you know they're in the middle of the fairway every time it's like it's tough to be moving around with the cart then you're looking for the guy's ball you're on your own with the push cart and walking. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm all about it. So big, big season for me coming up. I just got new irons. The driver's feeling good. I'm breaking 80. That is the goal. I just, I broke 90 one time in my life, but I think it's a realistic goal to then break 80, like first two time out um, in the new season with new irons. Well, so what brand are the irons? Callaway Maverick. They're amazing. Like the misses yeah. with them are a lot easier, a lot better, a lot more manageable. See, the thing is that people don't realize if you want to drop shots easily, you need to work on your short game and your putting. And you actually don't need to hit the ball all that well. Like, I would scramble. Even when I was playing professionally, I would only hit, like, seven, eight greens per round. Probably why I didn't make it on tour. But regardless, like, you can still shoot par. You can shoot under par by not hitting it that well if you have a great short game. And so I always tell people, if you want to break 90, break 80, it's not that difficult. It comes down to course management, making smart decisions, and just allocating, like, 20 minutes to short game a couple times a week, and you're going to improve so much. And you're like, well, why didn't I ever do this earlier? Yeah, no, I remember on the Barstool Scramble video, you said that, and you had some amazing up and downs. Congratulations on your win again. Hopefully our our friend, Max Homa, can beat them again like you did. I, I was a little upset that you didn't get the respect. Uh, Riggs is saying they're, they're undefeated, and, and you gave them the work, so I'm a little offended by that. I'm offended, too. You know how many times I've actually beat Riggs? We're going on like four or five now. I mean, we straight have up, played, like yeah. just straight up match. No, we have played on camera. We have played just like going out as a friendly round. He has never come close to beating me. It's like not even close. I could give him probably five shots per side. Yeah, I was gonna say you're gonna have to start giving him some some pops there, some strokes to to even it out. So yeah. you said you are you moved to Colorado. How would you compare Colorado golf? to Arizona golf, which is where you you used to be. Yeah, so I grew up in Colorado, and so I learned to play the game there. And I love the golf courses. So it's bent grass, um, high altitude, tree-line golf courses. And so it's just what I know. It's like mountain courses. And so the ball flies forever, which is fantastic. Uh, It's easy to make putts on bent grass greens. And so Arizona golf is also great, but it's desert golf and it's target golf. And so it's like – I personally don't really like Arizona type courses because it is target golf and I'm a little wild off the tee at times. And so it's like, Oh, you miss a fairway in you know, the mountains, like you can go two fairways over just some trees in your way, punch it out. You're fine. But if you miss it on an Arizona golf course, you're like in the desert behind cacti, you know, like there's wild, like boar coming at you. Like it's kind of scary. Like I don't love it. Um, and all the courses, they're beautiful, but they kind of all look the same. 
And yeah. so you play one, you kind of played them all. And it's just not not my favorite all the time. I prefer Colorado, but both are fun. So good to have a change. No, I, I, I've never been out there, but I would assume it's it's pretty nice, Gaff. I mean, right now I'm like grinding out 50 degrees. It's like 45 degrees. It's like I'm out there. Like yeah. I'm playing Beth Page with my push guard. It doesn't matter. I, I would say I don't really go below 40 degrees if it's that if it's that cold out I, i'm not going out i'll just stay inside but i mean it's march things are changing it, it's it's gonna be a great golf year so do you have any goals for the upcoming golf season i mean i know you've accomplished a lot but uh do you have any goals for the upcoming season it's it's so after I stopped playing, I just wanted to play for fun because I would just go out and grind all the time. Am I boring you? No, no. Um, <laughs> I was just texting. I was just texting some girls. Um, of course, I see. What's going on? What's going on? There's not even an icon. I was texting You're my producer. I was texting my again. producer. You're in the doghouse again. My goodness. My apologies. I was texting the producer. My yeah, my, my goal is to be entertaining enough for you to pay attention to me this year. That's my only goal. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, that that's fine. That's cool. Uh, my apologies. Once again, I'm really putting myself in the doghouse. My apologies. So I think this would be a good time to give out the winners for the Arnold Palmer Invitational. One player to win. Paige, one player to win. Who are you thinking? So... My last couple picks, I was switching from the big names over to great value plays because it's boring to go with the big name over and over and over again. It's kind of the safe play. But I'm going to take all of that back, and I'm going with Rory this week. He has been playing – I know. He's been Love playing it. really well. He's trending in the right direction. I think he is just feeling himself after absolutely destroying Phil Mickelson on social media. So I, I think he's in a good spot. And with Rory, though, it's hard. You never know. He could win by 20, or he's going to miss the cut by 20. You just don't know where his game is, especially where his putting is. But he plays well here. He seems like he's in a good spot mentally. And his game also seems like it's gonna in a good place. So I'm going with Rory this week. Yeah, no, he has some impeccable course history. He's won here twice, a lot of top tens, and he's playing well. He's had some good results recently. I, I love it. I think I think it's the play at the top of the board. So I'll I'll say the winner of this event will be Matt Fitzpatrick. I know you liked him at the Genesis, and then he but withdrew to his. I also picked bug. him for a top ten. Um, love it. Yeah, this week as well. Paige, that is what we call a mortgage play. You throw your mortgage on it. Matt Fitzpatrick, top 10. Matt Fitzpatrick, top 20. Absolute mortgage plays. He's also winning. He's also winning. He's never won on the PGA Tour, but I think it changes this week. He has excellent course history. Plays really well in difficult conditions. Puts well on Bermuda. 30 to 1. I think it's a really great number. So I'm going to go Patch Matt Fitzpatrick, one winner. So top 10. You said you like Matt Fitzpatrick. I'm going to go Keith Mitchell for a top Ooh. 10 here. He's I like, do like that 400. Pick. He has some, again, really good course history. He's been playing really well. Um, played really well last week at the Honda. Played really well in a bunch of events recently. And I think a big thing on this course is going to be that you see driving distance really come into play. So driving distance, par five scoring, ap approach, proximity over 200 yards. He's really good at all of those things. 
I think he sets up really well for this event and this and this course. Uh, I have an each way bet on him, so I'm really hoping he finishes within the top six to get a nice uh, pay on that. But that that's fifty to one, so I think he's a great play. I, I I think you should target him in a few matchups. So I don't know much, but all I do know is that Euros play well on this golf course, yeah. and so I'm going with Tyrrell Hatton for a top ten as well. What's what's going on with Tyrrell with you? I saw someone in the comments say I need to weigh in on the Tyrrell debate. Okay, so Paige, you are unbelievable. You are fabulous. Uh, you have done so much research. I love you. Just want to say that. I don't want to, you know, come off too strong. I love you. Okay. <laughs> Tyrrell Hatton won this event in 2019, and he was ranked top five. He was f- the fifth ranked golfer in the world, OWGR, at this time last year. Do you think of Terrell Hatton as a top five golfer in the world? I, I don't. I, I, I don't think he is. I think the, the world ranking was just a little high, but things get a little wonky with OWGR. So do you think he at any point in his life was a top five player in the world? Probably around that time. When you think about his career, he's kind of always in the mix. Yeah. You don't tend to think about him because when we hear about him in any golf news, it's about his fiery fiery yes. personality or yeah. when even when he won no one was even talking about the fact that he won they were talking that he was wearing a hoodie and yeah. so i think he's always overshadowed by bigger storylines or things that are going on and anytime he is in the news it's for him breaking a club or something bad's going on and so again you don't ever really see the good stuff and all the results and you know his european tour win and, and all the wins and like how successful he has been. I don't know if I'd call him a top five player, but he's definitely higher than I think people would give him credit for. Yeah, no, he, he's an excellent player. I, I just think, I think that win gets overlooked a little bit yeah. and that's his only win on the PGA tour. Um, but yeah, winner here in 2019, this is his first start on the PGA tour this year. So I think that that gives a lot of people a little bit of a concern when it's their first event on the PGA tour um, to start the season. So I think people are just a little bit worried about his recent form and the fact that he hasn't been playing, but he's been decent on the Euro tour. So I think that is a good play. So now we'll go best long shot, favorite long shot for this event. Um, I'm going to say Lonto Griffin, uh, totally random. I think he's like 150 to one. He's not winning guarantee will not win this event, but he's good. Good long shot. I like him hundred to one. He's been playing decently. He has okay. Course history. Give me Lonto Griffin. I I think he could be a good, nice long shot. Do you have a favorite long shot here? Hmm. So I've been on Danny Willett for a while now and I have like, been wanting him to get it done and he does play well here and he had a decent week last week at the honda like he was in the mix for a couple rounds and i think you know it was good to have at least a couple good rounds underneath his belt but yeah i'm liking danny willett i think he's gonna play well i've also i don't think he's much of a long shot but i have been on sam Ryder for a while too i picked him last week as an outright and his first round the front nine he had a blow pole and then he fought back. And if he didn't, he just made par. I think it was on par three, he made like a six or something. And he, he would have won if that didn't happen. And so he's trending in the right direction too. And I've been hoping that's going to happen. He feels like, so last year I was all about Jason Kokrak. I kept picking him and picking him and picking him week after week after week and came kind of a bit. And I was like, you know what? I'm over this. I'm not going to pick him anymore. The week I didn't pick him, he won. 
So yeah. I think I'm just going to keep picking Sam Ryder until he wins. <laughs> I think that is an absolute excellent strategy. It's that is there's nothing worse in betting than always being on somebody and then you finally stop betting him the week he wins. That is one of the worst feelings in the world. So, but I do think Danny Willett is a sharp play. Absolutely sharp play. I think he's like 200 to one. You're getting a major winner. He won the Masters. Like. He's playing some decent golf. Like he, he could be in the mix. You know, we saw Lee Westwood here last year. Mm-hmm. He was kind of old and forgotten about, and he contended, and he almost gave Bryson a real run for his money. So, Bryson, one of the most polarizing people in golf. What are your overall opinions on Bryson? I love him because he's different and he is always a topic of conversation. Uh, when you think of like the last couple years, honestly, golf has just been a bit boring. You know, yeah. we had Tiger to talk about, but besides that, there really wasn't any big storylines. And it was like Tony Fina one, we were talking about his like McDonald's order. I mean, yeah. that was the most exciting thing that was happening in golf. And so to have Bryson and that whole Brooks controversy, I like what he's doing. I like the fact that he is different. I just wish that he would kind of own up to the fact that he's different. I think that sometimes when he is all about the brand, that's when he comes off being a little fake and inauthentic. But there are times like when he, you know, drove the, drove the green or yeah. at the Ryder Cup or even at, you know, Bay Hill or these, he has these moments where it's like, is Bryson likable? Do yeah. I like Bryson? And even in interview moments, you can see, you know, he kind of drops his guard down a little bit and he doesn't actually seem like that bad of a person. And so I think if he just kind of owned up to like who he was and just he's quirky and is weird and he's different, like I think people would actually buy into that a lot more than him trying to be like this on brand scientist, which I don't think he's really like that. Yeah, I think the Ryder Cup was really big for him. I think that really changed his perception in a lot of people's minds because I think he got to see that he can be the man. He can be likable. He can have everyone on his side if he's playing great golf, which he usually is. So mm-hmm. I think that, uh, again, I, I really like the fact that he is different. And like you talked about, there's not a lot of super interesting and fun stories in golf all the time. So I hope he heals up and I hope he gets back to the PGA tour quickly because I think that the tour is better off with him around. So I'm excited to see him play and I hope he comes back soon. So the last thing I wanted to bring up, and this is totally an unpopular take. Do you really think Tiger's going to win another major? Cause I, I don't, I don't think he is. Yeah. He will win the open or the masters and he's Love probably going to, Oh, for sure. He's going to win again. Did you see him at the PNC? He was jacked. His face looks great. And he looks happy and healthy for probably like the first time in I don't know how many years. Like he just looks like he's in such a great place mentally and also physically for the fact like he literally almost lost his leg. And now he's like back walking, swinging. He looks great. Um, His swing looks awesome. He's winning again for sure. Especially, and I think that (laughs) he has had like this resurgence too with all this Phil stuff going on. I think he's like, finally, like now I'm the man again. (laughs) Like he's out of the way and he's probably feeling pretty good about it. And so he's like, I'm going to come in. I'm going to win a major. Everyone's going to be talking about me and it's going to be great. 
Yeah, I think the 2019 Masters win was so incredible. Like, I just don't know if we can get another event like that. I have no doubt about his abilities to play golf, but he is talking about how it's very hard for him to walk and have a four-day tournament competing against the best in the world. It'd be a very tall task. I would love to see it. I would absolutely love to see it, but I just don't know. I think the Open would be a good venue for him. It's very flat. He can yeah. walk there, hopefully. So, but you you saw the Jim the Jim Nance interview on the Genesis at Genesis, correct? Yeah. It was so funny how much Jim was just he was like a fan. Like he was like he was acting like some regular PGA Tour fan, just nonstop begging him to come back and ask him when we would see him again. I think we might see him at the Masters this year. Okay, we that that is that will be I I don't think so. I will disagree with you here, but we we shall see. So, Paige, I don't want to take up too much of your time. It was an absolute pleasure tonight. You are not just a pretty face. You are smart, funny, witty. You're the whole package. I, I mean, it's 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 a no-brainer really. I really want to uh, thank you for coming on and it was a wonderful Tap and Birdie podcast. Thank you. You're still in the doghouse though. Okay. Okay, sure. That's fine. I'm hoping we can get out of it soon. So I want to appreciate everyone who checked it out. I don't know why you wouldn't check this out. But if you did, you're a great person. And I hope everyone has a a great night.